Hallelujah. I'm just going to flow right into the into the word this morning. I was going to do offering, but it's... Hmm. Before I read, uh, receive tithes and all, I mean, before we get in the word, sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, my mind's in like going different directions right now. You know, um, this good friends of ours, um, the Lord's really brought a divine connection with Annette and I uh, a couple years ago um, with a, a, a couple from Michigan, and and we're in covenant relationship with them. And, and so, Eric and Nikki, would you please stand? I just want to acknowledge you being here today. Just grateful for them, and amen. He's ministered here on a, on a Wednesday night, and they went to Africa with us, and and um, we got back from Africa, and we didn't realize this, but they, they, her dad's been pastoring the same church in Michigan for 30 years, and, um, and they're in ministry as well as business, and, and have a heart for people, a heart for the word, heart for the nations. They're, they're called uh, to uh, you know, evangelism, signs and wonders and miracles, and just, man, just, just great hearts. And, and so when they, we didn't realize this until a couple weeks ago, but the Lord directed them to move here. And and so as, as as the next step in what God's calling them to do, and and uh, and so you're you're going to see them around here, and you'll you'll hear from them from time to time, and and just continuing that, just, just stretch your hands towards them because we're in agreement in this transition, just that God's hand will be on them, Father. Well, we just thank you for Eric and Nikki, Lord, and we receive them not just as friends of ours, but Father as gifts into the body of Christ, and and Father, I thank you, Lord, that as they've taken a step of obedience, Lord. I thank you that, that you continue to perfect everything that concerns them. Lord, I just thank you for open doors, opportunities. Thank you, Father, for, for the continued work that you're doing in them. And I thank you for the amazing, the amazing, wonderful, God-ordained things that are going to happen through their lives. And we just thank you for the gifts that they're going to add while they're here. And we just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn to Isaiah chapter 12. And then, you know, don't let go of your... You know, here here at Heritage, we're we're not about just worship, uh, word and offering, or worship offering and word. It's to, to us, to me, as a minister, there's not different segments of a service, right? It's all, to me, it's all worship. We're, we're we're here today because of worship. Worship isn't the slow song during during the worship set. That's not worship. Worship is is a life of surrender. So whether we're surrendering and, and doing it during a, a time of music, whether we're surrendering to an aspect of the word, or whether we're surrendering to an aspect of it in our giving, it, it's all worship, all right? And so, so everything is about worship. And, I, and, and, I, and our heart is that the Holy Spirit, from service to service, would have, have his way in our lives. Amen? I don't want Justin's way. You know, I, you know, our worship team doesn't want their way. You know, we, 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 want, we want what God wants this morning, right? We, we, want, we want because cause it's only him that can change things. It's only him that, 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 that uh, makes the difference, right? Amen. It's his presence on our lives that makes a difference. I, now, I can do some things in the natural, but I'll, eventually I'll hit a wall. I'll hit a limit, right? You know, in our personal lives, if, if we just go in our own natural ability, we're going to hit a wall. We'll hit, we we'll only can go so far. But I'm telling you, when, when, you, when, you, when you're doing it with him, then what happens is, is he empowers you to go the rest of the way, to do more than what you could do in yourself. And so this morning, I'm going to continue on the series that I've been dealing with, My Victory. And this was all birthed, birthed out of our founding pastor, his heart, uh, by the Spirit of God, and, and uh, our founding pastor, Dr. Sadell, will be with us in the 11 o'clock service today, so if you have the time to stay, I encourage you to do that. 
Um, but it all came from a word that 2019 is a year of marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. And so when, as I was praying as, as your pastor, praying over this and seeking the Lord, what's my part? And he said, 2019 will be a year marked by great victories. You see, if you had a marvel, then you had a, you had a victory. If you had a wonder, then you had a victory. If you had a manifestations of God's greatness, you know what? Then you had a victory, right? Right? You had, you had, a, you had a victory. Amen? And so this all came out of uh, Isaiah chapter 12. And so let's start there. Isaiah chapter 12. Thank you, Father. And you can also turn your place to Isaiah 43. Thank you, Father. Isaiah chapter 12, verse 2 says, Behold, God is my salvation. Now, mainly when we think of salvation, a lot of times in maybe from a religious perspective or Christianity, we think of, okay, I'm going to heaven, salvation. I accepted Jesus, all right, I'm going to heaven one day. But salvation is so much bigger than that. The, actually, the, some of the greater definitions for salvation are, are, is one of them is victory. And that's what we've been defining this as. Behold, God is my victory. God is my victory. Then it says, I will trust and not be afraid. I will trust and not be afraid for the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. And we looked at the scripture like this. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and the object of my praise. He's my strength and he's the object of my praise. He's what I'm focusing on. And when he, Lord Jehovah, when he, when, when he becomes my strength and he becomes the object of my praise, that also means he becomes my victory. So, so the thing is, is, is if this is a year marked by great victories, that means that we may encounter some obstacles. You may have had obstacles. You may be facing things. You may have gone through things. You may have been in a 20-year battle. You may have had a 10-year a sickness. You may have had a, 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 a issue with, with financial lack for a number of years. You, you could have been going the wrong direction for a number of years. But, but realize that this year, as we focus on a year of marvels, wonders, and manifestations, and realize that this is a year of my victories, that it's a, it's a time that we overcome obstacles. It's a time that we overcome challenges. It, it's a time that we overcome anything and everything the enemy has tried to throw into our lives. You know, I, I, I'm making a decision. My wife and I are making a decision that this year is going to be marked by great victories. Yeah, you see, the enemy may want to come in with some great attacks, but, but you know what? We're standing for great victories. We're standing for great victories. Thank you, Father. Now, let's look at Isaiah 43. I could stay in 12, but let's, let's look at Isaiah 43. Verse 10. It says, you are my witness, says the Lord. I'm reading the Amplified. He says, you are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servants whom I have chosen. Say chosen. chosen. So you've been chosen. You've been chosen. I have chosen now that you may know me. You, you've been chosen for a purpose. What have you been chosen for? That you might know him. You've been chosen that you might know him. 
What I want to deal with this morning is what is God's will for me today? Meaning, what does he want me to do today? What is he, what am I to do when I'm in a challenge? What do I do when I'm facing obstacles? What do I do when I don't know the next step to take? What do I do when all hell has come against me? What is, what is God's will for me? Because a lot of times we want we want, to we, we, we angle it of, of why this is happening to me. We wanted to answer, well, is God trying to teach me something? No. You know, when, the, when the disciples were going to the other side and there was a great storm that came against them, it wasn't to test their faith. I said, well, well, God just wanted, Jesus just wanted to see that what was in them so he could tell if they had great faith or not. No, it wasn't. No, see, the, when obstacles come into your life, they are to take you out. They are to destroy you. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. See, the the enemy came against them going to the other side. Why? Because there was a demon-possessed man on the other side. And and the enemy was controlling those ten cities on the other side of that sea. And as long as that man was possessed, he was controlling everyone in that community. So that's why Satan brought a great storm against them. Why? Because they didn't want them on the other side. Because the enemy knows if you get to the other side and you have great victory in your life, then that means other people are going to be set free. If all of a sudden you get set free or you get the wisdom you need or you get the direction that you need, then all of a sudden you're going to find yourself right in the middle of God's will. And all of a sudden you're going to do things through in your life that you never thought possible. Why? Because right now God's using you like you never thought you could be used before. But it wasn't it wasn't to keep them. It wasn't God teaching them something. It was the enemy trying to keep them from their destiny. So what do we do while we have the waves come against us? What do we do when the challenges are facing us? So here he says, he says this, I have chosen you that you may know me. He says, believe me and remain steadfast to me and understand that I am he. Before me, there was no God formed, neither there shall be after me. I am. Even I am the Lord, and besides me, there is no Savior. Meaning, meaning, when we talk about overcoming things, there's not another answer besides him. It's not, it's not, um, it's not God is a thing in my life. It's God is the thing in my life. If God is a thing in my life, then there could be another thing or another thing. But when he becomes the thing in my life, then it's the only thing. So you have to understand, he said, besides me, there is no savior. But in the natural, so many times we, we're trying to, we, we look to other things to, to um, make us numb or take our, we, 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 we make ourselves busy. We get busy because we don't want to deal with other issues or we use substances, relationships, situations, and we find ourselves constantly bogged down, constantly going from, from defeat to defeat because we don't allow him to be the only thing. I, I could stay here, um, but I got an assignment. If, if, if we go down to verse 15 through 19, he says, I am the Lord, your holy one, the creator of Israel, your king. Thus says the Lord who makes a way through the sea and a path through the mighty water. So this one that there's no savior besides me. 
the Savior that's no, there's no Savior besides me. He's saying, why? Because I'm the one that makes a way through the mighty waters. Wherever you're at right now, he's the one that makes a way through it. Whatever you're dealing with right now, he's the one that's going to make a way through it. Hallelujah. He says, who brings forth the chariot and the horse, the army, the mighty warrior. Let's look at verse um, 18. Do not remember the former things, neither the consider the things of old. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. I mean, that's a whole other message in itself. Don't remember the former things. Hallelujah. Sometimes we're focusing on why this happened or that person did this to me in this situation and all that. And all, all the time we're still staring and looking at the obstacles. Verse 19. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Do you not know it? And will you not give heed to it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I will make a way. <laughs> I love this. I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I love that because it lets me know that he does the impossible. Yes. Meaning he makes a river where a river shouldn't be. You know, what? Well, you know, that shouldn't be. This shouldn't be. See, the world, will, the world, the enemy will try to tell you what will never change. What will, what can't happen. What's not going to happen. But I'm telling you, he makes a river in the desert. Let's look at verse 20. The beasts of the field shall honor me. You could say it this way. The beasts of the field will praise me. The dragon and the owls. The word owls actually is ostriches. Because he says, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert, and I give to drink my people, my chosen. So now remember, he said, my chosen, and what, that they might know me and believe in me and remain steadfast to me. So what is his will for you? You were chosen, why? So you would know him, believe him, and remain steadfast to him. See, whatever situation you're in, he realize he's chosen you. And because he's chosen you, you're to remain steadfast. So for one, we stand against any attack. For we, we believe, we, to know me, to believe me, and remain steadfast to me. All right, now, but this is what I, what I want to get to. He goes, to drink, to drink my people, my chosen... This people, I've chosen my chosen, this people have I formed for myself that they shall show forth my praises. Now get this, chosen, I've chosen them, my chosen, this people have I formed for myself that they shall show forth my praise. Now we've been chosen to know him. You know, John 17, verse, verse 3 says, eternal life is this, to know the one true living God and Jesus, Jesus Christ whom he sent. That's eternal life. And that's not talking about heaven. It's talking about the God kind of life. The God kind of life is found in Jesus. But here he says, this chosen, this people, my chosen, which are this people, I form for myself that they shall show forth my praises. That you would show forth his praises. Let's look at First uh, Peter. You're chosen that you might show forth his praises. Verse 9 says, but you are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. 
O peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises. You're chosen. You're a peculiar people for a purpose. Why, why are you chosen? Why are you, why are you peculiar? Why are you distinguished? Why are you a royal priesthood that you should show forth the praises of him that called you out of darkness and into his light? You know, this whole aspect of my victory is realizing that, that he's my source of victory. And his will for me in any obstacle, any situation, anything I'm, I'm facing will always come down to two things, knowing him and praising him. Knowing him and praising him. Now let's go over to 1 Peter 4. And I'm just going to read the first two verses. <clears throat> it says, in the Amplified, it says, So since Christ suffered in the flesh for us, for you, arm yourself with the same thought and purpose. Patiently to suffer rather than fail to please God. For whoever has suffered in the flesh has the mind of Christ, is doing with, done with intentional sin, has stopped pleasing himself in the world and pleases God. So he stopped pleasing himself. So that he can no longer spend the rest of his natural life living by human appetites and desires. But he lives for what God wills. Now, I'm not going to go, but I want, to, I want to pull this out because I want you to see this. Is, is when we face attacks, the first thing we want to do is we want to do what our flesh wants to do. You know, we, we want to, we, we want, when that person cuts you off in traffic, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't hear what he said, but I'm sure it was fine. I mean, or when you're, you're facing things, you get a report, you're dealing with certain things, the initial thing we want to do is go inward, and we want, we want our natural... I mean, you know, there's things that Annette and I aren't immune to this. We, we face things in our lives, and, and I have to come back to her and, and repent. You know what? I, I, didn't, I, I didn't respond the right way in that. That, that, wasn't, that, that, was, that was Justin responding, not, not the, the save Justin. <laughs> Now, I'm not, you don't judge me, all right? You judge yourself. But, but what, what you need to see is, it says that we no longer live according to that way. He said, but we live for what God wills. So, so when I'm facing a situation, see, immediately you have to understand your soul is going to try to do so many different things and pull you so many different directions, but I need to live for what God wills. And what have we discussed just in this? I could show you tons of scriptures about this, but that we were formed. We're his chosen people, his people to what? To show forth his praises. We're a chosen generation, a rural priesthood to show forth his praises. Meaning that when I face an obstacle, I, I don't, I don't want to go with my, what my natural wants to do. I need to go with what I was born to do. And that was to show forth his praises. Let me show you this in some other, other parts in scripture. All right. Let's look at um, 1 Thessalonians. <clears throat> First Thessalonians chapter 5. Thank you, Father. Say, so He's my victory. 
1 Thessalonians 5, verse 5 says, For you were all sons of light. Remember, we're to show forth his praises who called them out of darkness and into light, okay? For you are all sons of light and sons of the day. We do not belong either to the night or to darkness. Accordingly then, so because of that, let us not sleep as the rest do. But let us keep wide awake, alert, watchful, cautious, and on our guard. And let us be sober, calm, collected in circumstance. So here, saying because you're not in darkness, because you are sons of the light, wake up. Just nudge your person on your left or your right and say, wake up. You see, because you're the sons of... So this lets me know, he's writing to the church of Thessalonica. And so this lets me know that as, as believers, that we can have the ability to sleep like the rest of the world sleeps. That we could let our guard down just like the rest of the world had, doesn't have a guard up. We could, we, could, we could be just like the rest of the world, right? So here, but Paul's writing a, co- a correction to the church. And this, he's writing to the last days. This is to the last days church. So he's writing to you and I. And he says, because of the, then verse seven says, for those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who are drunk, get drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober. Putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. You see, the enemy will want to come into your life. And, you know, when, when the enemy attacks you, sometimes you, you just you don't want to be in the word. Naturally, right? You know, if, if, if you have attack after attack after attack, you know, sometimes the last thing you want to do is lift your hands and worship. Am I the only one? Or I mean, I mean, let's be real, right? Okay. I mean, and so when those those attacks come and those things come, you you want to put down the breastplate of faith. You, the last thing you want to do is love other people. <laughs> I preach this way. I mean, you're all just listening intently, right? And so he says, so be awake. And why do we need to be awake? He said, because, because you need to keep your faith intact. You need to keep your love walk intact. And you, need to, and you need to make sure that you do not let go of your hope. I love the Amplified and it says, but we belong to the day. Therefore, let us be sober and put on a breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. The hope of salvation. See, when attacks come, the enemy wants you to be kind of lulled asleep, kind of just sit back and just kind of just sit down. I don't feel like doing this. Why is this happening? I thought I've done all these things. I thought I did all that. And he slowly wants you to just put that breastplate of faith down. See, your, your faith... Whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ of born of God and whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. You see, if, if the enemy, if I can be, be, be like the rest of the world and, and not be alert and lay that down, then I'm letting down the very thing that's going to bring victory in my life. And faith works by love. And then he says, and, and, and make sure you have that, that helmet of Hope of salvation. 
Your expectation for victory. Your expectation of victory. See, hope is the blueprint that your faith is established upon. Your hope is... Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. So if I let go of my hope for victory, then what happens is there's no strength to my faith. You've been coming on Wednesday nights. We talk about looking ahead, getting a vision on the inside of you because that's how your faith has substance. And so, so here, and this is what the enemy wants to do. He wants to, that with attacks to come into your life to where you just, you just kind of just let everything go. But Paul's saying, be awake, be alert. Say, be awake, be alert. Be awake, be alert. Hallelujah. Verse nine says, for God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Meaning, yeah, you're, you're, you're facing some things in the natural right now. You're facing, to them, it was persecution. You're facing all sorts of things. You're facing the temptations that are happening in, in your communities. You're facing all these sorts of things. You're, you're facing things on the left hand. You're facing on the right. But realize, God didn't appoint you to wrath. These things, meaning what's coming against you, isn't God's judgment on you. But he says here, he goes, because you're of the day... <laughs> He goes, he says here, but you're to obtain salvation to our Lord Jesus Christ. Meaning, meaning what's happening to you is, isn't God, isn't God doing it, but realize your, your hope is all about obtaining salvation through Jesus Christ. Meaning, meaning I have a, because I'm in Christ, I have this position that I stand in and it's this, and that's my position of victory because he is the only salvation. There's no other God besides him. That's going to be our savior. Then if we keep reading for just sake of time, let's go down to verse 15, verse 14. So he says, now we exhort you, brethren, warn that are warn them that are unruly. Which means uh, disorderly. Comfort the feeble minded, support the weak, be patient towards all men. See that none render evil for evil, evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Now, get this, and this is the three I'll key on. Then he says, rejoice evermore. Praise evermore. Praise evermore. Meaning, meaning while you're, you're don't, don't, don't be like the rest of the world, but be awake and be sober. And I, I wish I had time to pack, unpack all these things here. But, the, but our assignment this morning is that we were created to show forth his praise. So the will of God in adversity will be praise. Whatever you're facing right now is, is going to be praise. So he says, he goes, while, while you're in the world, what, what are you to do? Praise evermore. Rejoice evermore. Never stop rejoicing. Let rejoicing, let joy, let praise, let the shouts of praise continue to come out of your heart. Then he says, then he says, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. And then he says, in, in everything, give thanks. Now, he didn't say for everything. He said in everything. In everything, give thanks for this is the will of God concerning you. So this is what we're to hold on to as believers while we're, while we're waiting for, while we're, we're, we're walking through to our victory, while we're proclaiming our victory, the will of God for you today will always be praise. 
When things are going good, it's going to be praise. When things are going to be bad, it's praise. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. And in everything, give thanks. This is our position. This is the position of someone that's victorious. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter how, you know, a championship team. It doesn't matter how many points they're behind. They're, they're going to dig down deep. Why? Because they have a confidence on the inside of them that they have something that's going to cause them to rise to the next level. You know, and for, and for the believer, that is going to be your praise. That is going to be your praise. That is going to be your praise. Let's go to Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5. Thank you, Father. Oh, and just look to your neighbor, just nudge your neighbor and say, I'm victorious. victorious. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Victory. Our lives are marked by great victories. Ephesians 5. Thank you, Father. Verse 14. In the Amplified, it says, Therefore, he says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead. And Christ shall shine upon you and give you light. Look carefully then how you walk. Live purposefully and worthily and accurately, not as the unwise and the witless, but as the wise. So here again we see, wake up. He's telling to wake up and let Christ shine. Look carefully how you walk. I mean, so here, what's, what's, he's trying to get something across to us this morning, right? He goes, you need to pay, pay attention because the enemy, the, and it's so subtle. The enemy will, when attacks come, will just want you to let your guard down. Let your guard down. But he says, therefore, he says, awake, O sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ shall shine. 15, look carefully then how you walk. Live purposefully and worthily and accurately, not as the unwise and the witless, but as the wise. Making the very most of the time, buying up each opportunity because the days are evil. Meaning you need to be awake. Why? Because the days are evil. Now, the word evil there means peril, perilous. Per- meaning there, it's times of danger. I mean, there's, there's times of pain and there's times of trouble. Another word for this, when I was looking this word up, it means great annoyances. Great annoyances. Meaning you're living in a day where there's great annoyances. Meaning you need to be awake because there's things in the world that are going to annoy you. (laughs) There's things that are going to trouble you. There's going to be things that are going to cause to discomfort you. There's going to be things that are going to challenge you. There's things that are going to try to challenge your faith. Shake your faith. So then verse 17 says, therefore... So because of the times being perilous, therefore, I mean, there's something that we have to do. We don't just have to say, yeah, well, it's just perilous times. No, we're called to do something. There's God there. What is God's will for me in any situation? So therefore, because it's there's there's the times are evil. There's there's what do I do? What's 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 my role? He says, therefore, don't be vague and thoughtless and foolish. But understand and firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. There are so many people will say, Justin, what's God's will for my life? What's God's will for my life? Man, if you just go through the word, there's scriptures that will tell you what his will is. And this is one of them. So what is his will in times of evil? 
difficult times. Understand what the will of the Lord is. And so the first thing he says is, do not get drunk with wine. So that's definitely not the will. That's not the will. If you want to know if this is a church and believing in that drink, drinks alcohol, we don't, okay? Just so you know, we don't. We don't. It's, it's never profitable. It's never going to bring increase to your life. Well, what about, well, what about Jesus? Well, I'm not going there. It's a heart issue is what it comes down to. People just want to see how much they can get away with and still expect increase in their life. And that's between, it's between you and Jesus, okay? You seek the Lord. Firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but ever be filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. So the answer is, so why does he say do not get drunk with wine? Because, see, what happens is, is being drunk with something, just, just be drunk here means to be at anything with excess. Right. And, see, we like to be, the enemy wants us to get in excess in things because what's someone that's drunk, meaning they're not alert. They're kind of just kind of numb to things and kind of just go through life with no purpose. But he says, so, so understand and grasp what the will of the Lord is. So therefore, don't be drunk with wine. Don't be overcome with certain things. But what? But ever be filled with the Holy Spirit. Ever be filled with the Holy Spirit. Speak out to one another. Grasp what the will of the Lord is. So, so be stimulated and filled with the Holy Spirit. 19, speak out to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, offering praise with voices. And making melody with all your heart to the Lord. So what is God's will for me in evil times? To be filled with the Holy Spirit. Energize Him. And speak out to one another in songs and hymns and spiritual songs. Why? Because that's what we're called to do. To show forth His praises. To show forth His praises. See, it's something that we need to do continually. It's something that we constantly do in our lives. Praise is not just something that we do when things are going bad. But it's what we do every day. It's his will for you. Sunday morning, Monday morning, Tuesday morning. Any time of the day, praise is always the answer. Praise is a key to your victory. He's my Lord Jehovah. He is my strength. And he's the object of my praise. Thank you, Father. Go to Psalm 71, and I'll close with this. Psalm 71. And while you're turning there, Hebrews chapter 11 talks about, he says, you know, time would fail me, if, meaning if I had more time to write, I could, I could tell you about Gideon. I could talk about Jephthah. We could talk about Samson. We could talk about Barak. We could talk about... David, and he said all these, he says, but he goes, but these, they said, they subdued kingdoms. That sounds like victory to me. How about you? So if, I, if I had time, I could tell you about David and, you know, and, and, you know, he subdued kingdoms and said he obtained promises. And so he talked, talking about their faith. He goes, if I had time, we could, we could talk about David and we could talk about how, how he obtained promises and how he subdued kingdoms. How he, he had great victories. 
But if we, if we know David and we look at David and we, we hear the heart of David throughout his Psalms and out his writing, it, it, it wasn't just the great warrior that he was, although he was a great one, but it was also founded in his, the fact that he was a man that chose to know God, believe God, remain steadfast to God. And he always chose to show forth God's praises. He wasn't a perfect man. He was a man that had many faults. But he was also quick to repent. And show forth praises. Let's read, let me read this as a close. Psalm 71. In the Amplified, it says, and this is, now get, remember, David, and it said, out of that, subdued kingdoms, obtained promises. But how did David live? How do we see David's faith? Verse 1 says, In you, O Lord, do I put my trust and confidently take refuge. Let me never be put to shame or in confusion. Deliver me in your righteousness and cause me to escape. Bow down your ear to me and save me. Be to me a rock of refuge in which to dwell and a shelter stronghold. Now get this, to which I may continually resort. Continually resort. Praise shall continually be in my mouth. Meaning when I'm in trouble, when I'm facing things, what is the will of God? He goes, I, conti- I may continually resort to your stronghold, which you've appointed to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. Rescue me, God, out of the hand of the wicked, out of the grasp of the unrighteous and the ruthless, ruthless man. For you are my hope, O Lord God. You are my trust. Now get this. From my youth and the source of my confidence. Upon you have I leaned and relied from birth. You are he who took me from my mother's womb. And you have been my benefactor from that day. My praise is continually of you. I am a wonder and a surprise to many. But you are my strong refuge. My mouth, my mouth shall be filled with your praise. And with your honor all the day. What's the will of God? While you're facing obstacles, what's the will of God when, you, when everything's going great? What's the will of God when, when things aren't going right with your family? What's the will of God when things aren't going right in your finances? Father, I choose to praise you. Lord, I hope in you continually. I will praise you. I will praise you in the midst of this storm. I will praise you. Because, Father, I choose to let down. I refuse to let go of my faith. And as long as I know I have my praise, I have my faith. And I will not let go of my hope for victory because I choose to praise you. I choose to praise you. I will praise you from the going down of the, from the coming up of the sun to the going down of its setting. I will praise you. My lips will praise you continually. My praise will continually. Your praise will continually be in my mouth. Yes, yeah, I see that. Yes, yes, I feel those symptoms right now. Yes, I see that. Yes, I know I just heard that. Yeah, my, yes, I know that's happening right now, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to praise you. I'm going to praise you. It doesn't matter what it looks like because you are the source of my strength. You are the only source of salvation to me. You are the only source of salvation to me. You are the only source of my salvation. Victory will come on the back of your praise. Now, praise is not a work to earn victory. Praise is just an outflow and an overflow of your faith in him. That's right. 
Praise is not a work to get God to do something. I'm not clapping to get God to do something. I'm not shouting or jumping to get God to do something. No, I'm, I'm rejoicing because I'm so full with a knowing on the inside of me that something's about to happen any minute, any moment. Something's about to change. Why? Because I know that he is the only one that's going to save. Oh, Father, we thank you for your word today. Oh, and we rejoice in that word today. Father, I thank you as a church body, as a church family. I thank you that we have unshakable faith this morning. I thank you, Father, for, for the, the, the strength that comes from your word. Father, I thank you, Lord, that we are a church that is winning in life. I thank you that we are overcoming every attack of the enemy. I thank you, Lord, as we walk with you and as we praise. I thank you, Lord, that things are working behind the scenes. I thank you that angels are, 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 are on assignment doing things for us, for those that are heirs of salvation, according to Hebrews chapter 1. Oh, Father, I thank you, Lord, that this is a victorious church. I thank you, Father, that, that, that when, when difficult times come, I thank you that the Holy, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you will remind us of your word. When challenges come, a bad report comes, Holy Spirit, I, I, I ask you to quicken their hearts, quicken their minds, quicken their thinking, Lord, that, that as, as they're facing difficult times, they'll know that, that right now is not the time to go back. Right now is not the time to let down the shield of faith. Right now is not the time to stop walking in love. Right now is not the time to take off the, our expectation for victory, but, but it's the time to pick it up. It's the time to lift it up. It's the time to hold it up high. It's the time to, to not let go. It's the time to hold strong and be unmovable, Lord, and we cho- will choose to praise you no matter what's going on around us. Thank you, Father. So we firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is this morning. To not be overcome by natural things, but to be filled with your spirit and to sing songs, release songs and hymns and spiritual songs and to give thanks to you. To stand to your feet and just give him thanks for a moment. Oh, we give you thanks this morning. We give you thanks this morning. We give you thanks this morning. Oh, we give you thanks this morning. We give you thanks this morning. Oh, we give you thanks this morning. Oh, we're thankful for you, Father. We're thankful for you, Lord. We're thankful for you. Thank you, Lord. We are thankful for you. Thank you, Father. Lord, I just thank you that this is a year marked by great victories. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hmm. If you received this word this morning, give him a shout of praise. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. God is so good. See, we received the word this morning. Man. You know, this ministry, uh, you know, the last, uh, last Monday, it was this ministry has been, been going for 50 years. And for 50 years, this ministry, Dr. Sell's been talking, talking people into winning. That's, that's, what our, that's what our vision is. You know, why we exist as a church that's hurting people outside these walls, love them for him. What are we called to do? To make winners in life. Amen. How are we going to do it? An experience with God. It's only him. Be equipped with the word. The word is what, what faith comes by hearing by the word. And, and then it's engage yourself to influence the word around you. Meaning through that experience and through the word, 
Go out and affect someone else's life with it. Amen. God is so good.